you are at Founders FAQ, answers to all the possible questions of a founder. I really believe that founders can, can learn the majority of the skills. I think the top skills are really, I think the number one skill over time ends up being management, self-management, as well as the ability to manage other people. And management isn't a bad word, but like really it starts, you know, when you're smaller, it usually has to do with self-management. But, you know, over time, like, you know, you, you, you have to become a manager uh, in most cases if you're a co-founder. Uh, and, and especially if like, even if it's two or three, like the more, more the team understands that over time, they have to turn into managers, the better. Because ideally, you'd want every co-founder being able to manage other people. Welcome to Founders FAQ. Today, my guest is Hiten Shah. Hiten is co-founder and CEO of FYI and co-owner of Crazy Egg. Previously, he was co-founder of Kissmetrics. He's also investor and advisor to more than 100 companies. Hi, Hitan. Welcome to Founders FAQ. My first question is about founder due diligence. So how do you pick the right co-founder? Yeah, I think the response I usually give to this is realizing, basically realizing that you are going to have to deal with a lot of uncertainty and possibly a lot of stress when you basically start a company. And being able to assess your ability to manage uncertainty and manage stress is the key, in my opinion. And so I'd be looking at time when you were really stressed out and evaluating, you know, how you handled it and, you know, really making sure that your ability to deal with stress is really strong and your ability to deal with uncertainty and figure out what to do. And that, that's, I think those are the things I'd be evaluating. And the same goes for when you have a co-founder is it's great to figure out, you know, how, how well you work together and like test, test that out and all that. What's really important though is how both of you or more than two, if that's the case, handle like uh, disagreement and you know stress and things that you know aren't like things that are unexpected because one of the biggest things about a startup is most of the things that happen in a startup are sort of hard to anticipate you can't expect them. and when there are multiple co-founders there might be disagreements as well how should they approach to those disagreements? Yeah, I don't think two people will always address disagreements the same way. I think the biggest thing is figure out how the two of you or the three of you or four of you or whatever handle those disagreements. So like, you know, that's why you should spend time uh, with them, like like with those co-founders, with those people, because that's the only way you're going to really figure out how you handle disagreement and really talking about that stuff. And for founders, how do they say, yes, I'm the right fit for this business while starting the startup? Yeah, what, what you want to do is you want to think about what it's going to take to be successful in that in the business that you're in and and make sure that you're able to make it successful for example if your business is sales heavy you want to make sure you're prepared to do sales even if you don't know how to do it right now so a lot of times like the the business you choose has a specific type of business model based on how competitors are selling or who else is buying in the market and and then you can basically take take that and evaluate yourself because what what, what you, when you when you do a startup when you when you build start building something you're really focused on making sure you understand uh, what success is going to look like for that business. And you want to make sure that you have the ability to be successful in that business. And so, like, you know, like I said, if it, it takes a lot of marketing in the business you're in or a lot of blogging because that's the way to do it. If it's a self-service business and you need to figure out how to optimize your product really tightly. Like, it's, it's, it's just 
being able to know what success looks like and what you're going to have to do in your business to be successful, and then basically evaluating your ability to do it and your your co-founder and your team ability to do it. What do you look for in culture building while the startup is scaling? You have to know, you know, a lot, a lot of people don't start with their values early enough, but you have to know what those are, especially if you are starting to work with like co-founders and things like that. What are your what are your common values? What are the company's values? And I know it sounds like overkill sometimes when it's only even like just two or three people, but that's really how you determine, well, is that person a good fit? Because what you're really looking to do is evaluate evaluate what their values are and if they'll fit into your culture. And so the earlier you do that, the better. And on your KISS metrics days, what was the biggest challenge for you? There's only one and the biggest challenge ends up being your ability to get to product market fit. I mean, the challenge is just that and every, every, everything comes out of that. So your ability to deliver value to users or customers or whatever, that that's it. Like it's just about getting to that place because after that, you have a lot of market pull and, and the challenges are like just very different but also like product market fit is the biggest challenge that's that's the number one challenge and all the things that usually people talk about or the challenges they have have something to do with like lack of product market fit or and what are the top skills of a founder I think I, I really believe that founders can, can learn the majority of the skills I think the top skills are really I think the number one skill over time ends up being management self-management as well as the ability to manage other people and management isn't a bad word but like really it starts you know when you're smaller it usually has to do with self-management but you know over time like you know you you, you have to become a manager uh in most cases if you're a co-founder uh and, and especially if like even if there's two or three like the more more the team understands that over time they have to turn into managers the better because ideally you'd want every co-founder being able to manage other people and what do you think about uh, micromanagement i don't worry about micromanagement as much as i worry about am i doing am i am i doing the right thing for the people that that are reporting to me or the people that I'm managing. It's more about that. It's not like because some people require micromanagement that, you know, if that's okay, like that's, I mean, it's not like a bad thing necessarily. It just depends on the people you're managing and how you, how you want to treat them. Some, some people like it uh, and need it and other people like, I wouldn't be afraid of micromanagement as much as I'd be afraid of just not being able to manage people and not being able to figure out like what that person needs. How do you score the people in your team in management's perspective? Yeah, I just, I just, Think of it as like uh, accountability, alignment, and communication, and making sure that with everybody that I'm managing or I have to deal with, uh, we have a way to make sure that you know there's accountability to like the things that they should be doing. So that's usually some kind of measurement or ability to just be accountable to the tasks they're doing and understanding there. I think uh, alignment is just making sure that we're aligned on whatever is going on. There's another one I'll add actually called visibility. For me, like uh, accountability is great, but you really need visibility to what someone's doing to, in order to do one-on-ones really effective. And then that's where the communication comes in, which is one-on-ones and stuff like that. So accountability, alignment, visibility, communication, I would be scoring all of the, not even the people you miss, but the whether you have that with the people on your team. And, and I would score it on those four things. You're, you're basically your uh, relationship. And my other question is about advisors. As a founder, you can work with different vertical advisors. What would be the ideal relationship with them? Yeah, I think when it comes to like advisors, there's no there's no one size fits all. It really depends on your ability to work with those advisors and what you're really uh, what you're going to get from them and what they can help you with. So I think advisors aren't necessarily bad or good. It's just more about what can you get from that? Like, what are you looking for from them? And how can you, when you get into the advisor relationship, make sure that there's the same thing, right? There's accountability, alignment, 
visibility and communication. And so it's really just a, a different kind of relationship, but still there's some level of management that you're doing there to uh, help people. And my last question is about politics inside teams. How do you deal with it? Your goal should actually be to realize whether your your team, what, what the culture is, because politics has a lot to do with culture. Politics isn't always like some people just need that politics, believe it or not. So it has a lot to do with like, how do we want to operate? Who do we want to be? And it goes back to the values of the company and stuff like that. I, I, don't really, I don't really deal with it. I just watch for it and make sure that it goes away. Itan, these are all my questions. Thank you for coming to Founders of AQ. Yeah, thanks for having me. By the way, Founders FAQ is in pre-order and it covers the answers to all the possible questions of a founder in a startup journey, whether revealing life-saving principles for the startup survival path, building A-plus teams, creating an evolving machine, setting up a need culture, or interpreting the true path for the fundraising. You can pre-order it from foundersfaq.com and you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook.